Welcome to Frickity Frack. We do talk back. Thank you for joining us in this special episode as Frick is on a walkabout. My name is Patrick and I'm Frack. And I'm Leslie, Mrs. Frack. Frickity Frack, We Do Talk Back is a show where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. We'll be going through an episode of Leverage Redemption and connected to teachings from the Bible. We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming with our next episode. The name of the show comes from our father who dubbed uh, my brother Frickin' uh, and myself Frack since we were kids. So this is called the Panamanian Monkey Job. And we start the episode with the Leverage crew breaking into Harry's former firm. Parker gets into Harry's office to discover his office had already been cleaned out and Files moved into his boss's office. Parker gets the goods and as Harry leaves, Maxwell sends him in to try and capture him, but Elliot intervenes. Harry brings the team to an abandoned building he knows about from his lawyer days, and Maxwell has gone to Panama because he has $20 million there. He has strong security in an advertising bad guy bank. They stall Maxwell's money. They stall Maxwell's moving of his money <laughs> through con work. As they work out their next move, they discover Hardison's sister, Brianna, was following them and wants to work with them. Parker agrees to it. They use Harry to get the security layout of the building and safe. Brianna gives them the way in through a, a pop-up concert in an abandoned nightclub next door. The bank security finds out about the concert and shows up at Brianna's office. She cons him and he wants to go to the concert, but if she's lying, he wants to kill her. The drill team gets ready to prep and Maxwell schemes with one of the guards to get into the vault and get his money. The con starts and Hardison, Elliot, and Brianna have touching moments while waiting to start. As they start drilling, Harry goes to drop the fake gold into the bank. Maxwell shows up with the guard he bribed and the head of security finds Elliot and Hardison. Elliot takes out that bad guy and they go to an alter alternative plan that gets Parker the tumbler combination. Elliot gets to Parker via the vents. Hardison guides Parker through the invisible lasers and she gets Maxwell's money. She discovers Maxwell holding a gun on her. Elliot disarms him and Parker knocks him out. The crew run into the concert next door and Harry taunts Maxwell into calling the remote detonator on the bomb. The bad guys recognize they will have to run for the rest of their lives. The crew return to the abandoned building in New Orleans with Hardison having fixed up the place as a proper headquarters. Hardison needs to leave for other endeavors and has Brianna join the crew in his stead. They also convince Sophie to not retire and Harry also asks to join and they take him on. So this is um, a, a fun episode. It's part two of the season premiere from the previous episode. Uh, of Lever Leverage Redemption, where this is a two-part story arc dealing with Maxwell, uh, because he was in the first episode, he was this art dealer, uh, you know, well, he was an opioid pharmaceutical guy that was super, it was super addictive, and he ruined lives. But his big thing that he cared about most was art, and so in the first episode, Harry and the Leverage crew. Ruined his name, made him a fugitive, and he ran to Panama. And so this is them following up in no loose ends with uh, Maxwell. And so there's some really like fun stuff 
that uh, happened in this episode, but it doesn't really kind of get super fun until Brianna shows up. Like, I mean, there's still fun stuff. Don't get me wrong. Right. There's fun stuff that happens in the episode, but when Brianna gets there, that's when, like, the fun stuff happens because one of the first things we find out is that Hardison was bending the truth with Brianna about his exploits with Parker. Now, don't get me wrong. They they have wonderful exploits. But one of the things that he told he told Brianna was that he was the one that was always saving Elliot. And Elliot uh, took umbrage with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he made himself the hero to his little foster sister. And I, I mean, I get that. Um, I love when they do catch her. Um, you know, the way that they catch her is that Elliot um, hears the sound of the drone that she's using to spy on them. And uh, he's he does his catchphrase. That, that's a very distinctive sound. And uh, so he he catches the catcher. And uh, she's like, ha ha, I'm mad. And then she, uh, I, I love her. She's like, I found you. So I earned being with you guys. And so after kind of lots of uh, talking, they realize they're going to let her stay. But uh, before all that, I forgot. Um, uh, Parker, <laughs> she's so funny. So... Brianna's trying to like talk her way into staying and she's like I told you guys the way that Parker taught me when I was 11 and Hardison looks at Parker like what she's like I always teach kids crime crime is fun and I kind of appreciated that because it it does harken back to the original series Mm -hmm. because um several episodes um, where kids were involved, Parker's teaching them crime, but Hardison did it too. Uh, I can think of one specifically when he and Nate were um, teaching the kid uh, Vernagro or something. Oh, yeah, the potato. Yeah, the potato one. Potato job. And um, they were teaching him, like, this is what you do when you're trying to hack, and this is what you do when you're trying to escape. And And they even involved him. That kid was... Oh, that's right. He's the one who the got the potato, potato out. out. Yeah, or helping them, helping them get up. Didn't they just cut up the potato into French? I can't remember. We'll have to. We'll just have to watch it. They again. got. A, they got a piece of it, and the rest of it was <coughs> cut into. into yeah, um, and so, and one of my favorite things that Brianna does to Hardison is that she basically calls Hardison's skills, and I'm using air quotes here. Uh, uh, as irrelevant because they're too old school now. Yes. And Which is hilarious. Because he was all about the age of the geek. Yeah. She's well, right. Yeah. I mean, things have, uh, you know, changed and grown and adapted, but he's adapted with all of them. And I've always felt this way about Hardison is that he is the, you know, the under most underappreciated and MVP of the leverage crew. Because, like, he basically does techno wizardry wizardry, and saves the day or saves the con or something like that in ways that really aren't possible. Um, yeah. And so it's just... Without, what, without him. Like, yeah. And, and so it's one of those things where I'm just like... And I love in the, the original series, they actually even kind of mentioned, it was like, you guys don't realize how much I do for you guys. And they, Didn't and he, they do an episode where he was like refusing to 
what? to help. Yeah. And um, they like, <laughs> they messed up everything. They were like, oh, yeah, he taught me this. And anyway, yeah. um, I think Brianna does an episode of that similar in, in this one. Oh, yeah, she goes on strike at some point. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I think the best thing about that whole scene of Brianna popping in, though, is just watching Alec be a big brother. I mean, you know, you, you see him as the kid all throughout the first, you know, series. And then you kind of see him grow up a little bit um, and in and, and his relationship with Parker and everything. But... In this one, you really see how responsible he's become and to the point where he even, like, wants to take care of his little sister and um, kind of the big brother, like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be home. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. And that their interaction is really cute as yeah. well. And and yeah. Sweet. No, it's a great, I mean, it's a, it's a great, you know, relationship that being only three quarters of the episode, they really developed it. You know, like, he was like, I'm going to call Nana. Do you want to call Nana? She's on speed dial. Uh, I, I'm fine. Like, you know, she doesn't know I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just great. Yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if I had a younger sister, I mean, I'd totally do the same thing. I, you know, I'd be like, does mom know? She know you're here? And or Or whichever parent, you know, we were most afraid of. <laughs> so he's probably dad. But, um, anywho. Um, I, was, I don't know. I was equally scared of my parents. Yeah. In, in, in the best way. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So I love seeing that. And, um, and of course we get more great relationship between Hardison and Elliot. You know, their their bond from, <laughs> from the original series is great and it's flourished even more now. And one of the things that I love about Elliot is that he gives like actual advice to Hardison where, you know, really kind of like in the original series, he would be like, don't be an idiot. Like yeah. that would be his advice. Yeah. Like, don't be an idiot. And now he's like, you know, he's, you know, he's using metaphors, but he's also being like, very clear and direct is like you can't be here yeah you know and um, have everything else run smoothly yeah because there's a couple different times in the episode where uh hardison is distracted because he's he's on the phone with his other projects or he's texting dealing with things and it's just you know and elliot says you know um you know why restaurants, most restaurants fail is because you can't have the head chef chopping chop lettuce. lettuce. And so that comes up a few times, like, like Alec being the head chef, and he's like, Brianna could be the chopping lettuce, just saying. Yeah. And, um, and so we'll get, we'll get more into that in just a minute. Um, and so one of the other things I enjoy seeing is that Sophie you know, doesn't even really miss a step on being a grifter, but and you can a also, teacher. and a teacher, but you also see her reluctance in doing it to continue grifting. Like they, when they con the judge to stall the paperwork on Maxwell, um, you see her just kind of like exhausted afterwards. And she's like, 
gosh, I can't believe I'm still doing this, those kind of things. And Well, I've got the impression more that she's still trying to get over the fact that she did this with Dayton. Yeah, that's true. Um, I That was kind of more how I took it. Not necessarily that she was tired or old or whatever. More that she still, she just misses doing it with Nate. Yeah. Um, and so, like, last episode we talked a lot about her, the grief and, and how grief um, affects everything you do. And this is here she is trying to get over. And you don't get over something like that. You just kind of learn to deal with it. And so that's her just trying to learn to deal with it. So, and they're still trying to, um, uh, they're still trying to help her get past and, and move on and, and stuff like that. So that's what I took it more as being more than, it's not being reluctant to grift. It's more like being reluctant to grift without me. That's, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I see that. Uh, and then one last little fun thing for me. Um, when they're trying to figure out who's going to do the, the vault walkthrough, Harry readily volunteers. He's like, huh, I'm a lawyer. I'll just say I'm looking, I got to look over for a client. It'll be totally, you know, reasonable that I'm the one doing it. And Elliot's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea because, uh, if we get caught, they'll just kill us. But Harry reads like a fed. They'll just torture him. That'll leave us enough time to rescue you. And Harry's like, what now? And um, terrible impression of Elliot, by the way. I know. I'm sorry, uh, Christian Kane. <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast, I apologize. Um, no, I just have the utmost respect for you um, and your acting abilities. Um, so anyway, but yeah. Well, I mean, they rib Harry throughout. Like they're constantly because, like, then they, there's a part about the bomb um, when. Um, oh yeah, when he's riding with when, the bomb. Yeah, when, well, well, no, 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 not when he's riding with it. When they're like prepping it, mm-hmm. and um, and Hardison's like, yeah, don't worry, these two pieces have to be touching. You're okay. And he's like, um, wait, this is going in the gold in the car that I'm going to be in, <laughs> and what if someone like calls that number? And then I'm like, I'm, I have a big problem. He goes, Alex, like. <laughs> you'll have, you'll have a problem for like a tenth of a second, and then you'll never have any problems ever again. Yeah. But and then there was another part where they talked about him dying, and it just wouldn't be a big deal. But I think part of that is just them. It is their nature to rib the new guy, but also, yeah. um, it's actually kind of welcoming in into the family. <laughs> um, like they've come to grips with what he did and and, and stuff, and they're starting to trust him a little bit more. So, um, uh, I think that's just kind of, kind of like the hazing of the new guy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would, you know, ever genuinely let anything happen to him if they could avoid it. (laughs) Right. Anyway. Uh, and so we're going to go back to kind of the advice that Elliot was giving Hardison, um, and we're connecting it to first Peter chapter four. Uh, Verse 10, where it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received uh, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Uh, The reason why we chose this verse because of Hardison and his reluctance to leave the leverage crew and do his other projects uh, that he's doing and... uh, 
and so Hardison, and you know, just as I, you know, we we're just talking about Hardison was like the MVP of the Leverage Crew, uh, because he could do so much and did so much for the team that you know he just was really underappreciated and a major component to every part of the con. Um, and so his skills grew so much that he's doing all these wonderful things. Like at the end of this episode, we find out where Hardison is going at this point where he's going to Sri Lanka because someone is attacking their economy to force their economy to collapse. And so he's the only one who can stop it. Uh, because they're, I don't, I mean, they don't really explain what's going on and how right. it's being done and whatever. Um, and so, uh, so he's, he's going to go use his gift, um, to serve others. But he also realized that Brianna could fill the role that he had, um, in this, uh, crew. So that way they don't, they won't be short staffed. They, because they'll need a hacker, uh, those kind of things. And so we as Christians are, you know, we're called in that same way. Uh, each one of us has special gifts and each one of us is called to use those gifts uh, for furthering God's kingdom. And so I, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, discovering what your gifts are and uh, everything is so important for your development as a Christian disciple. Um, so that way, you know, you're not district, you know, leaving your gifts behind. You're not acting like Hardison, who's a head chef chopping lettuce. And I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't get, you know, your hands dirty and do smaller tasks, but it's more of a, you know, if you know, someone who can do a job for God's kingdom, let them do it. Uh, one of the things, I, you know, I'm the pastor of, of a church here in North Carolina, and I've got a very talented music director, and I could micromanage and tell them every week what songs I want sung and service and things like that. Instead, I tell them what I'm preaching on and what the central focus of the service and let him run with it. And that way he can use his gift of music to plot out the worship and when we you know we sing our hymns we sing our worship songs it everything connects and it's just this beautiful you know connection that i i wouldn't necessarily be able to do i mean i could figure it out but wouldn't be as good so i'm you know i'm not chopping lettuce well and also along with that theme um the team that um our music director has um that put you know does the music um, our music director is incredibly talented. He can play piano and trumpet and guitar and 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 sing and he can do he can really do it all. But instead of being behind the piano, uh, we have someone who is incredibly talented playing the piano, and that's where she is. And then we have um, uh, a youth who can play. Um, a bunch of different instruments as well and so she's she does that and then we have a drummer and then we have someone running slides and and we have a whole team together um, each one doing their own gift and together they make the service um, that much better because while our director could do all of those things his the best place for him to be 
is up there leading um, everyone, uh, the congregation as well as the team in worship together. And so, um, you know, the, you know, it really does go along with that. Um, and, and, and that's how kind of Hardison is. He can do all the different things. And one of the things that the original series uh, focused on a lot was each of them um, learning at least how to pass uh, passable, uh, you know, like each one of them could grift, thieve, um, uh, hit, um, and mm. hack at least a little bit enough to get them through yeah. what they needed. But each one had their own specialty, and um, and so Hardison now he can do a little bit of everything, um, but his best job, which is and Elliot says this, is like there's only one you. You're the only one who can do what you do. Um, and that's kind of the same kind of thing, I think. Yeah. And, and so for... Um, so part of your development as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ, discover what your gifts are. What are you good at? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a church is made up of many people and, uh, and you, you're not going to be good at everything. Right. Um, and on top of that, if you know of even if you might be good at something, even if you know of someone else who's you know good at that too, and they're like, hey, you know, I've got this ministry opportunity, and it might be something that's in you know like be in my wheelhouse. Uh, one of the things that I love about my wife and I, you know, Mrs. Frack, uh, is that we both like to teach, uh, and I could spend all my time teaching, but you know, she teaches Bible studies and and classes and stuff too. And I could just be like, Oh, you know what? I'll do it. I don't, I'll, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't let her, I encourage her to use her gift of teaching. <laughs> there we go. That's the proper word. Um, cause I don't want to sleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, but you, you know, that's something that's a similar, that's a, a shared gift that she and I both have. And uh, so, it's important to also give other people opportunities, even if they have the same gifts as you, um, <clears throat> to get, let them have the opportunity to to grow and use those gifts for you know uh, to be a faithful steward. Well, but it also it frees you up to do other things. You know, like I usually teach a Bible study on Tuesday mornings at ten. Well, Tuesday mornings at 10, you're usually dealing with just, you know, work of the church, but also writing sermon and, you know, just, you know, you have a lot of other things on the plate. And so that's another thing, you know, again, goes back to, it's not just encouraging other people to use their gifts, but also remembering that, you know, leadership is a gift, um, in and of itself. And, um, yeah, and there's only one you you know, only one person can do what you're doing in this moment at this time. And, it goes, you know, even goes back to like um, Esther, um, you know, for such a time as this, you know, mm-hmm. how do you know that God hasn't put you here for such a time as this? And that can be said for literally any moment of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, living it to the fullest and and uh, in the sense that um, not for yourself, but for for God and that means knowing what your gift is so that you can do the best that you can 
for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anyone, you know. And we tell even our, you know, children. Um, uh, that's one of the things we talk uh, we talk about in church a lot and is that even the children have gifts, you know, and um, they share, you know, in our church specifically, we have like a children's choir and they share those gifts. Um, our music director, again, is constantly um, asking uh, if, if you want to sing, if you want to play your instrument, if you want to do anything musically that I can help you with and you want to perform it, um, you know, in, in, in worship with our congregation, let me know so that we can, you know, sh- showcase those gifts, um, and, and use them for the glory of God. And, um, you know, that's a blessing. Like, um, our daughter, she's eight and, um, she really loves to sing. Um, and it's taken a while, I mean, you know, to get her to, to sing without trying to sound like a pop star. <laughs> um, but, um, she sang at Christmas and, um, you know, half the congregation was, you know, tearing up because it was just not because it was the most beautiful angelic voice ever or anything like that, but because it was just so precious to see a child sharing her gift with the congregation. Um, and we had a 11 year old or 12 now, Kaylee, um, in our congregation who, um, I remember the first time she sang, there wasn't a dry eye. Mm-hmm. And part of it was because I think a lot of people who had known her for for a lot of her childhood didn't even realize she could do that. And um, they saw her overcoming her her shyness because she's a shy kid. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I could talk about gifts all day. <laughs> <laughs> Especially music gifts. This right. is just something that I like to lean towards. But Yeah. So now for your... Favorite part of the show. Uh, how would you rate this episode, Mrs. Frank? So, I would actually not give this one a very high rating. Um, so, I'm thinking kind of like a three and a half. Part of it is it's kind of slow for a leverage redemption. I think um, it's it's good. I, I, I don't... It's not like I don't recommend it. It's just... Um, it, it's... It's introducing Brianna and taking Alec away and, and kind of, it does it well, but it's still kind of slow and awkward. Um, yeah. um, I, when I say it does it well, I mean like, I love that they brought in Brianna. She actually ends up being one of my favorite characters, like ever. Like for, I think the first um, series, well, I, I liked each of them for a different reason, except for Nate. I don't know. I just never... It's not that I didn't like him. We needed him. But obviously, they can do it without him. Because <laughs> they're doing this entire new series without him. Um, and it's working really well, I think, just fine. And um, as we go on, the team just meshes so well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it, too, is like the, the team just hasn't meshed yet. Um, and, that, and that's understandable. I think it's just like any show starting out... You know, you got to get your feet um, under you. So um, that's kind of how I feel about it. But Brianna, love her. I really do. She's so much fun. She she is witty. And so she makes you laugh. She's clever as in like she can get out of sticky situations just by thinking quickly. Um, She is incredibly talented at what she does. But she also, like Hardison and Parker um, in the original series, she has to learn 
a little bit of everything. Like, so she, you watch her learn to grift and stuff like that. But anyway, she doesn't do um, a whole lot of that in, in this episode, obviously. I mean, she's not in it for the whole thing anyway. But um, I thought it was a, it's a great kind of intro to her. Um, they they definitely show you the potential of yeah. how awesome of a character she can be, so it's good for that. But overall, the sh- the episode is is kind of slow, and I, and it really is it kind of drags out the Maxwell thing in order to make the start, and so um, the rest yeah. of the season actually it's only up from here. Yeah, um, I would probably rate it similarly. I would. Uh, you know, I'm just going to copy you, and I'll go 3.5 as well, and and for a lot of the same reasons, and and you know, like the big thing for me is that the con is secondary to what what you were talking about, introducing Brianna, yeah. taking Alec away, making sure Sophie stays on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and Harry wants to stay, right? And so that that's the most important stuff that happens in this episode. They have they're they're having these like emotional moments with each other while happening while happening to con, you know, these people. And so that that's the that's the whole thing. Destroy and so, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look quite literally. Yeah. Um without and, without kill they like never kill anybody, but they absolutely destroy their lives. Yeah. And so that's you know, for me, so like, and just like you said, it really goes only uphill from here mm-hmm. because most of the time from here on out, the episodes are based on the cons. Um, they get some of them get a little personal later on, but even then, it's always still always about that. Yeah, I mean, and there's some other things that they they bring in that it's like tough to swallow, but. Um, like, oh, they have like a whole haunted house like episode. That I'm just like, Ugh. oh yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, um, but still fun though. Um, yeah, but anyway, but like, but I, anyway, like I said, I love so, Brianna and I love their relation, their their chemistry yeah. as a team is so, really good. You know, you might be thinking it's like, oh well, let me skip this episode. You can't really skip. No, it. you can't skip it. You can't skip it. But but go and and watch it for the relationship part. Yeah, the con's kind of like oh, okay. Um, but the, the relationship part is great. And so you, but you can't, so you can't skip this episode because it's really important. Um, so. Anyone with questions for us about biblical lessons we talked about in this episode or other discussion ranging from anime, comics, or anything in general, feel free to email us at frickityfracktalkback at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at Frickety F or Frickety Frack on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you're going to talk to us about anime, make sure you're talking to Frickin' Frack. Um, <laughs> unless it's fairy tale. That's like the only anime I really get into. Um, That's all right. And uh, so uh, know that we love you. Most importantly, know that God loves you. And so go be a good steward of your gifts. Mm-hmm.